When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, hello. Welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five star wherever you get your programming. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined as always, Ball Brock, live at the PHNX headquarters in downtown Phoenix. We are going to be joined by all city NFL analyst Brian Baldinger at any moment, Ball Brock, as we come every Tuesday with Baldy's breakdowns here on your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. And a lot going on with this team. Mostly bad. We're going to talk about James <laughs> Conner landing on injured reserve. This team hasn't won a road game since circa 2022. Can they put that to end on Saturday, or excuse me, Sunday against the LA Rams? We got people in the chat. We're fired up here on a football Tuesday, Bo Brock. Yeah, as they should be. I mean, it's going to be tough. Obviously, the road ahead gets a little rougher without uh, James Conner in the fold, officially placed on IR today. And we'll see which direction they pivot. They've got a couple options. I mean, none of them, the which of the likes of a guy who is in the top five and, and rushing going into week five of the season and has the playmaking ability, the physicality, the speed that James Conner had on display to start off the 2023 season. Absolutely. Uh, the Cardinals are going to be in a position now where I, I think they're going to do running back by committee. Gannon, I, I would imagine, is going to be very coy with that, just like his quarterback arms race during the training camp in the preseason. But you can't replace a James Conner. Like you can supplement and you can find guys, you know, possession here or possession there to give you, you know, some quality, you know, runs on, on first and second down. But right now where this team is, I mean, there's there's no heir apparent to, to James Conner. Like we put it in the show title. We're going to talk about it today. You don't have a budding star behind him. This is not Kareem Hunt circa 2019 waiting in the wings with, you know, Nick Chubb being out. The Cardinals are going to have to figure some things out on the fly. Like we like what we saw from Amari Dumakeji. We like, you know, what we got from Keontae Ingram at times in the preseason. But right now for this franchise, Bo Brock, they're in a position where if the run game starts to falter without JC, number six, and they're in a position where Joshua Dobbs without, you know, the support system of Kyler Murray coming back yet, they're going to be in a, in a tough spot on first and second down. The Cardinals are the number one team right now in the NFL running the football when it's second and 10, meaning if they've thrown it, it's second and 10, they go 100%. They run the football. They try to level set what they want to do offensively. If that's removed now without JC, the threat of the run, you know what they're going to do? They're going to load the box up for Joshua Dobbs, and they're going to say, beat us, beat us. You can't because there's no James Conner there. I'm a little bit concerned about how they're going to respond. Yeah, I think you should be. There There absolutely should be concerned. You don't just replace a James Conner with a guy who was placed on waivers earlier this week or a guy you picked up off the street in Damian Williams or with a guy that you know, we're a little optimistic now is going to be able to come back from a neck injury that has experience in the system in Keontae yeah. Ingram. Like, 
that you just don't find that and you don't find that production. I mean, year in and year out, we always see guys we've never even heard of that are waiver wire darlings and in, in fantasy football ranks and they can come in and they can do things and they can, you know, approach the century mark as far as yards rushing and get the job done around the goal line. But, you know, the, the play that James Conner got hurt on where he's going one direction and then completely switches directions and takes the defense with them, makes a big physical play, sheds a, bl- a, a tackler, you know, and then turns on the, the Jets and gets 35 yards downfield. I mean, James Conner was running at a high level this season. Like he, yeah. he was poised to have his best season, but, you know, often gets bit by the injury bug like he's done all his entire career. Uh, not not a knock, just facts. You know, he had ten explosive runs this season, ten yards or, or, or larger for this Arizona Cardinals team. And, and to ask, you know, Tony Jones Jr., Keontae Ingram to just pick that up where he left off, you know, that that, that might be asking way too much. Dylan Richards in the chat. No workouts today either. They don't seem worried. I, I guess you could take that as they like what they have in house, and the, and that's kind of the mindset they've had all year. But I mean, James, it's not, we don't have to speculate how long he's going to be on. We know at, at minimum he's off for four weeks. Like he's on injured reserve for the next month. Like we're probably going to see, you would assume, Kyler Murray and Buda Baker return at this rate before we see James Conner. Now, I do think it's a good news. You know, we've heard very little on, on Jalen Thompson. That feels more week to week right now, Bull Brock. The hamstring is a, is a tricky situation, but I did not see the, them put number 34 on injured reserve. So it's, they're pretty adamant. Like, James, we're without you at least for the next month as we get into early to mid-November. Can they supplement that workload? That remains to be seen. Brett Jones in the chat. All we know, Connor would not play in 17 games. I have a feeling not having a decent number two was about draft position. I mean, Brett, I you're kind of speaking to the choir with a lot of what you said there. I, I thought it was a mistake not to get a capable bell cow back because, again, you can get a compliment to James Connor like a Chase Edmonds. But knowing that somebody was going to have to start games with number six out of the lineup, that's incredibly frustrating to hear. And now they're they're thinking about life without JC with Joshua Dobbs in the fold. I mean, this this team's taking blo- body blow, blow after body blow, Bull Brock. They, they you lose four of your best top ten players in Jalen Thompson, Buda Baker, Kyler Murray, and and now James Conner. I mean, for a team that was already let's just call it politely lacking in top end talent. Other guys are going to have to step up. So, I I mean, I love James Conner. I love what he brings on and off the field. But, again, to sit here and naively say you knew he was going to play all 17 games, I think that's that's a little bit ridiculous for the people that are like, how could they have known he was going to get injured? I think it was one of those scenarios in which you got to look at a guy's track record and and say, you know, we, we need to have a contingency plan. I just don't know what that is right now for this team. Yeah, and you, you they picked up Marlon Mack. But he's right. He's he's the same level or tier of talent that the Cardinals have on their roster right now. Maybe just a little slightly above as far as what he's produced at this level. Um, it, but I mean, you look back at, at the free agent period. You look back at the draft. It just feels like it never presented itself. And, and we've seen the NFL kind of uh, be a little. I guess they just neglect the running back position as far as really sinking much money into it or, or assets as far as acquiring it. Sure. There's like, there were teams sniffing around like a, a Jonathan Taylor and sure he's signed a big deal. But I mean, when you're in the infancy stages of a, of a rebuild, you know, and there's a running back on the roster that it doesn't do you really any good to, to move off of them because of the cap 
hit that you would endure versus you know what he could give you production wise and the money that you would be having to absorb it, it just yeah. didn't make sense so like but also to invest another decent sized chunk of change cap space towards the running backs that were available i just don't think like i said i don't think the opportunity ever presented itself or, or showed itself to to money off for this offseason and well look, and, you have to pay for it and, and yeah that's that's why i'd say you know to uh, I'll say this over and over again, like rebuilds are, are not for the faint of heart. I mean, sometimes you have to kind of o- not overlook, but neglect some parts in order to the overall, you know, roster moving forward. Well, here's what I will say. I, I know you're the Cardinals were never going to go out after paying James Conner eight figures and go sign somebody else to a big money deal, but they needed to have a contingency plan. Like I, it remains to be seen. I don't know if any of these guys are going to stick past this year. And for this team right now that puts such an emphasis on running the football, like you can hide a left guard and their poor play. Cardinals have been doing it all year with Elijah Wilkinson. You can hide poor cornerback play, a poor number two corner, or an edge rusher that can't get home once in a while. When your offense and the focal point of what you want to do is run the football and your top 10, top eight rushing, and it's because of predominantly one guy and his ability to get you yards after contact, if that is ever threatened to be removed from the equation, then you've got real problems. Like, again, the Cardinals, they have a surplus at a couple positions, tackle and safety. Well, it's being tested at safety currently. And and Gannon, defensive back Savant, I think they'll be okay. They've got a couple contingency plans to tackle if Humphreys or, God forbid, Paris Johnson Jr. ever went down. But the contingency at running back is going to be an interesting thing to watch here because I think they would prefer, Bo, somebody running no pun intended with this job and being able to say that person's getting 15, 20 carries every week till James Conner comes back. I just don't know if I see the skill set of any of these backs remaining. Keontae Ingram probably has the most promise. He's never done it on a consistent level since his pack 12 days at USC. I think again, Corey Clement is a special teamer, maybe one starter max kind of guy. Tony Jones. I mean, come on. Anybody who's going to come on this show and pretend like we know if Tony Jones is the guy after being subsequently cut by a New Orleans team that loves to run the football. I Again, I think hindsight's 2020. You're looking back at the draft class in, in 2023, as great as it is, feels like they probably should have said, you know what, we can splurge on a back because we love running the football. James Conner's got a shelf life. He's making a bunch of money, and we like some of these backs. You know, that draft class as a whole was not great. I think people thought it was middle of the road, but the running back group in particular, people thought it was a special group of players. But I don't know, man. I I want them to be able to weather this storm. I wonder, though, if it's too much to replace a James Conner in the short term before Kyler Murray comes back because of what people are going to be able to do and manipulate as a result with Joshua Dobbs. Well, look, I mean, you're... The, the I mean, to use the home analogy, and, and when you're doing a rebuild, it, it gets thrown a lot, maybe far too often, right, to a fault. But, like, you're you're in a uh, an area that gets a ton of weather, right, a ton of rain, and you got a lot of holes in your roof, um, and you can only, cut, you know, fix so many of them. I mean, as far as what Monty Ford inherited, and he also inherited, you know, James Conner's pretty robust contract for the position right. – um, you know, I, I just think his his hands were tied in as far as the investment into that position and just the uh just what people are spending on running backs and what they're not, you know, and, and where you look at where you want to lock up a premium position, 
You do it with your second round pick, 41st overall with BJ Ojolari, because you would much rather have that guy uh, at that price point for four years, potentially, if he becomes an impact maker, sure. then you can go find a, a running back. It's tough to find a running back right now, right? But, but look, I don't want to be too wishy-washy on this. Like you, you can, you got James Conner. There just wasn't any kind of contingency plan there. That, there wasn't. There was and, and that's that's tough. I mean, outside of Marlon Mack, there wasn't much of an effort outside of just calling up got agents and seeing if somebody's available for a workout. And if they kind of like what they see, they, they'll sign them to the practice squad. Uh, you, you got a, just a bunch of – I don't even know how mid, it, mid is, is appropriate for these guys. Like Corey it's Clement. Mid. It's, it's pretty know, mid. Tony Jones Jr. and Damon Williams. I mean, I, I don't know. I, it's just – that, isn't that's, it, if that's isn't good it, enough, then like God bless this offensive line and God bless Drew Petzing. Well, isn't it funny? Like six weeks ago, it was James Conner and Colt McCoy, and now it's Joshua Dobbs and Mari Dumakaji, or not Dumakaji, Dumakari, uh, Di Mercado, whatever. Yeah. I can't pronounce this last game. Disrespectful, I know. Uh, but here's what I will say Di Mercado has not been leapfrogged on Sundays by veterans. Like, they've had Corey Clement active. It's been his backfield. So you've got Keontae Ingram missing practice the last two weeks and not being healthy. I think Di Mercado is probably the guy right now. He, he will probably start this game, and then they'll see how it goes. You can run on the LA Rams. People have been running on them all season. You know, I, I think if you ask them behind closed doors, this is a signing of theirs. He's a rookie out of TCU with somebody Austin Ford brought in. With all due respect to the rest of these guys, especially somebody like Keontae Ingram, they inherited him from the prior regime, and he's burned them because he hasn't been able to stay healthy and, and be an impact player in, in limited opportunities. So Di Mercado, if any anybody's asking, like fantasy perspective, whatever, I feel like that's the guy they're going to go with. Now, you're looking at me side-eye because you're yeah. in practice. Do you think it's somebody else? I just I think that was a Sunday thing. I think that was a week five thing. Even with his touchdown, even with his touchdown, I think that they want uh, Mario Dermacato to be the Mercado to be their third down passing down back. Okay, and they like that role for him. And if he has a future on his team, that's going to be his role, and that they'll try to figure out you know the early downs. And, you know, according to Howard Balzer, and I was doing, you know, all purpose with Greg Dorch today. So I wasn't at, you know, Drew Petzing's press conference, but they, they seem optimistic about Keontae Ingram. I, I think it's yeah. going to be the Keontae Ingram show and then Amari DiMercato in his regular role. I mean, it, again, I, I haven't been particularly impressed with either of them, but I'm, I'm willing to be proven, proven wrong, proven, proven otherwise. This backfield right now, though, it's, it's up for grabs and, Somebody said earlier, like Rondell Moore, I think deserves carries too. Like I'm not saying give Rondell Moore 15 touches in the run game, but I think you're doing a disservice to what's working right now if you're not doing some jet sweeps and some tosses to to the little man number four because he's earned it. I mean his, yeah. his catch and run last week was fantastic. I I think in a perfect world you're probably having Keontae, Rondell Moore, and Amari probably splitting about 30 percent each of the workload and finding a, a happy medium from there. Right now, though, we've seen it so many times with this Rams team. I know personnel is different. They still got Raheem, their defensive coordinator. If if you're in a position where you can't run the football on them, they will tee off on your ass. They, they mm -hmm. will they will injure your quarterback. That's what this Rams team do, has done historically. They've they've beaten up on Kyler Murray and Kurt Warner and Carson Palmer. 
uh, you know, dating back to, you know, Josh Rosen got his ass kicked by Sean McVay a couple of times. Like if you come out and it's second and long and third and nine, it's going to look a lot like Trey Hendrickson, you know, last week against DJ Humphreys. Like they're going to have a tough time, but if they can get back to second and five, third and four, third and three, middle of the, the road completions, intermediate passing game, they'll be okay. They'll hang around in this game. I still think they can win this game. Yeah. But man, like you, the, just the presence of James Conner and what he brings to an offense, the leadership factor, he was he was exceeding all of my wild expectations. I thought he looked even better than he did two years ago. Just the ability, as you mentioned, yards after contact, the explosiveness, it's a shame. And I, I hope he's able to come back before, you know, Thanksgiving, I think would be a good time frame. Yeah, four weeks at a minimum, you know, is what, and it's all speculation. We don't know. All we know is the extent of it is a knee. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's not season ending. It really doesn't feel like it. We haven't heard anything that resembles that from Adam Schefter to the NFL Network guys and Pelissaro and Ian Rappaport to Dr. David Chow, given his two cents to our guy Howard Balzer saying he thinks it's an MCL sprain that mm-hmm. you know it looks two to four weeks so that's that's right within the window so like if he can miss the minimum you know that's best case for this to get james Conner back out on the field and and him missing just uh you know week six through through 10 and then get him back out there in 11 but uh i mean you're, you're gonna get <laughs> is it asking just like i guess big 10 football like three yards in a cloud of dust and then you supplement it with rondell moore and joshua dobbs or kyler murray when he comes back i'm not gonna be disrespectful i would take some running backs in the in the big 10 right now over what the cardinals have (laughs) there's a kid out of michigan right now that i would take over what the cardinals have in ohio state yeah you'll take any of those guys right i mean i'm sorry respectfully guys i the the most important thing is the health of this offensive line i love james connor this offensive line has been a revelation this year even with DJ Humphrey's bad game last week, I, I with what we've seen from Will Hernandez, Paris Johnson Jr., Yelda Froldholt, who I think is going to need a, con- a new contract after this year, go look at some of De Mercado's runs in the second half. He wasn't when he hits the hole, he's not touched for five yards, and then he can kind of dabble in for an additional yard or two. But it's not manufacturing yards, Barry Sanders s behind the line of scrimmage. Like this offensive line is. Would you say it's the strength of the team? I think it's the strength of the team right now. I think it sets the tone. It's their strongest unit top to bottom. And knock on wood, five games in, it's it's solidified. Now you've potentially got Dennis Daly coming back to, to be a swing interior offensive lineman. As long as that as long as like Will Hernandez playing through injury, we talked about it. You get performances like that, you're gonna be in a lot of games. Cardinals are in how many games this year? All five for the most part, because of their run game. It's it's not Joshua Dobbs throwing 45, 50 times a game. Also, one thing about Connor is his ball security was there. I mean, what, what, can you can you trust these guys? Have they been test battle-tested with that? Yeah, good There's point. so many questions that go into it, but the opportunity is there for somebody to emerge, and we've talked about it so many times with Keontae Ingram. It's like, all right, here's your chance, dude. Like, If you want to show you can be an NFL-caliber running back, Here's your opportunity. I mean, look at the workload that that JC had and, and take that and, and run with it and don't look back. I mean, th- this is an organization that's looking for players to move forward with. You know, you're under a contract, you know, this year and, and then two more seasons after that. The team could ultimately decide, hey, like, it doesn't cost as much if we cut bait after this season, if th- we don't see any kind of production from 
from a guy like like Ingram. It's not like you know he's he's gonna cost him a ton of dead money. Like this is his chance to prove like okay we can move forward. He can be an RB two. He can be a guy when our lead back goes down. But if he doesn't show much, I mean, it could be a short tenure here in the desert for Keontae Ingram. Yeah, I, I think this backfield very similar to the defensive tackle group and maybe parts of this cornerback group can be remade this offseason. You're going to, we touched on it yesterday, Bo, like you're going to find out who on this team can help you get through tough times. You're missing some top players. You've lost your second straight. You're one and four. Who wants to to battle against LA and who's going to roll over, right? This is, this is when you test the character of your team, right? When the, when the chips are down, you got 12 more weeks to play. Minimum, right? And so you can't be throwing in the towel in early October if you're an Arizona Cardinal or a fan, just like, well, we don't have our best players. Right. You got some reinforcements on the way. And I again, like, you know, I it's a it's a position in, in running back where you can be surprised by what you find. And maybe they found something with De Mercado and Keontae Ingram, to your point, needs to step up. We need everybody right now to step up with our friends at Bet MGM, Bet 10. Get to 100. I'm on a little bit of a hot streak. I did predict yesterday that the Raiders would win. Raiders' money line was the easy bet yesterday as they made that fraudulent Jordan Love look like a backup. So I'm going to double and triple down again. Bet MGM, bet 10, get 200. You go to the Bet MGM app or you go to betmgm.com, bet 10 bucks, right? Just a 10 spot, $200 back, regardless of the outcome of your wager. You win, great. Get your money, then some. But if you lose, how about $200 on BetMGM for you to bet as you'd like? Sign up. BetMGM. Use that bonus code PHNX. Place your first bet with the BetMGM Sportsbook through the app or online. 10 bucks, $200 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of the outcome of your wager. Like, I'm putting on the Diamondbacks right now. How about that? Diamondbacks against the LA Dodgers at Chase Field. You absolutely love to see that. You want to dabble a little bit on... Some Suns uh, preseason basketball. We got that coming up. And, of course, our precious Arizona Cardinal money line. Cardinals are a six-point dog this weekend. I'm going to tell you right now, Cardinals plus six all day, baby. Bet 10, get 200. Check out the show notes for full details. Now listen to my guy. I miss him every day. Shane Diefenbach. Talk about it in the disclaimer. Problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, right. Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Oh man, you got uh, such a sweet boy in Shane Diefenbach. He, he's Johnny talks about him like he's dead. He's he's definitely not dead. He's thriving right now. He's traveling the country covering Listen, football games uh, for a very very cool organization that uh, is that represents some of the best coaches and players in the NFL. Uh, another cool thing is you do have some preseason hoops tonight, and you can find it Arizona Family Sports. They got that going on. Arizona Family is your new TV home. For the Phoenix Suns, we saw our own Leah Merrill actually went out there and purchased some bunny ears because you don't need cable any longer to watch, you know, your major sports team take the ice, take the hardwood any longer. But more importantly, the hardwood, right? The Suns title contenders. And why not check out every single game? You can find it on Arizona Family Sports right now. Check them out. 70 plus games in your living room. 
Find Arizona's Family 3 TV and Arizona Family Sports. Check them out. You've got the antenna over the air. You've got the use for Channel 3, Channel 3.5. Oh, man, that takes me back, having the old point five, point two, the decimal point as far as finding the channels. Or do Channel really, 44. Do we really need decimal points? Do we not have enough channels? Numbers? Nope. All out. All gotcha. out. All used up. Uh, you, you got like uh, Court TV, you got the Sci-Fi Network, you got all the other stuff. Gotcha. You've got uh, Channel 44 right here for also you can find here in the Phoenix area. And if you have Cox Cable, just turn to Channel 13. If you can't support your Phoenix Suns courtside with those money seats, well, you can watch them couchside with Arizona Family Sports. Don't miss it. Visit azfamily.com. Click Suns Games for listening listing information in your area. Great resource to help you find your Phoenix Suns games on Arizona Family Sports. Guys, fudged up big time. Uh, we we have an exclusive Baldy breakdown. We did it before the show with Brian Baldinger. The The plan was to have him do that and then join us at the top of the show. Uh, and I, there was some miscommunication there. Hoping to get Baldy on before the end of this, but it, you will not go a week without your Baldy breakdown. He's got some insight on the most crucial play from the Cardinals' loss to the Bengals. So look for that here on YouTube uh with uh, phnx sports you didn't fudge up just a little miscommunication we'll get baldy's baldy's locked in baby uh he's probably breaking down tape as we speak <laughs> alex 499 super chat we have so many injuries because jg has this team playing that hard i mean i, I honestly feel like again like the buddha stuff the Kyle buddha missed all off season and i'm not going to say that played a, a factor in him getting hurt but like he didn't have a normal off season kyla maria hasn't had a normal off season and jalen thompson you know that's unfortunate, but hopefully he, he could play this weekend. We don't know. And then James Conner gets hurt every year. So I, I, I actually think the Cardinals up until this point, Bo, in terms of like their roster, they've been like one of the healthier teams in the NFL. They had a really healthy training camp, really healthy preseason. Now, like some veterans on the defensive line, defensive tackle, like that's been tough. LJ Collier and company. But like I I I remember like even Bruce Arians teams. We'll, we'll have to talk to our guy, Britton Golden, on the, on the pregame show on Sunday. Like it felt like those teams – Lost like a handful of guys before every season started. They're just beating each other's ass during the training camp and preseason. And then, yeah, under Cliff Kingsbury, that injury report list last year before Kansas City was robust, right? So, I mean, it, this is just the Cardinals are in a position with where they're at in their rebuild. Like, it's it's going to be hard for them to win games without their top talent. But the good news is nobody's done for the year. People are coming back. Can they weather the storm and win a game or two that they're not supposed to before these guys come back? This LA Rams team, first of all, can I just go on a soapbox here? The <laughs> LA Rams are terrible. They like they were terrible last year. Their defensive personnel is awful. Like you can get after Stafford. Gannon can put a game plan together with Nick Rollis. I, I see everybody like doom and gloom. They're going to get lit up with with Cooper Cup and Puye and that Puka or whatever his name is, and they're a great players. Yeah, he's fantastic. Can't even pronounce his name. It's not Justin Jefferson out there. You know, Cup's coming back from injury. It looks okay. Like, we've seen this team beat Matthew Stafford under Cliff Kingsbury. You know how you beat Matthew Stafford? You blitz his ass. You win. You, they don't have Andrew Winfield, Whitfield anymore. If they get after Matthew Stafford, I don't care if it's Jerry Rice out there. Like, Stafford's going <laughs> to throw interceptions. This is a winnable game for the Arizona Cardinals. Vegas is telling you it's a winnable game. The line is six, which means on a neutral field, it would be three, which means if it was in Arizona, it would be a pick game, which is better than the odds they had against Cincinnati. Puya Nikuya. Thank you, Aris. They're, I mean, they have a great coach. They have a good quarterback. And they got some skilled players. And then who knows if Aaron Donald's even checked in right now. 
Cardinals will be fine. I I predict right now, we're going to do our official predictions on our show preview on Friday. Cardinals are going to be in this game. It's going to be a one-possession game into the fourth quarter. Like like every game they've done. They were within five points of San Francisco, right? The LA Rams, is is anybody going to be surprised at the end of the year if the LA Rams are like, you know, five and 12? Everybody lost their mind when they beat the Seahawks. And the LA Rams are not good. Like we we need them to be good enough so they don't get Caleb Williams in Los Angeles and pull that kind of BS. This this team this is a the definition of a mid team, and I think the Cardinals are going to come into this game doubted with playing with house money and they're going to be competitive. Bo. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it's one of the it's as far as lack of talent outside of the top tier talent, and, and good for them to to get this player at it. You know, from the collegiate ranks in the draft that, that would just absolutely set the NFL world ablaze in Cooper Cup's absence and then continued his reign of terror when Cup returns and he was surgical in his return. You know, it, it's a great story. But, yeah, the, the lack of talent on defense, it's it's still evident with 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 L.A. I mean, they're coached up. Well, that's the one thing they can hang their hat yeah, on. Yeah, great coaches. Very well coached. Um, but. Unless Stafford in, in that passing attack is near perfect and, and they get what they they want from Kyron Williams in the run game, you know they can go stagnant and they've been known to go stagnant. I mean they got shut down basically in the second half last week. Um, and if the Arizona Cardinals can can use any of that as a blueprint, I mean the Cardinals still down tremendous as far as the personnel on defense. It's I mean they're still going to have to find ways to get stops, but it's not like that. They, they're adverse to getting stops against – this is not the Rams of early 2000s with Kurt Warner, Torrey Holt, and uh, Isaac Bruce. No, like I think this team has played over their skis to start this year. They they beat the Seahawks week one because the Seahawks didn't play anybody in the preseason and they treated that game like a preseason game. Then the Rams were competitive like the Cardinals against the 49ers. They lost to the Bengals like the Cardinals did. They beat Shane Steichen and Anthony Richardson or Gardner Minshew against Indianapolis, but then they lost to the Eagles last week. They haven't been blown out yet, but I, I again, like, I, do I think they're going to blow out the Cardinals? I don't think they're capable of blowing out anybody right now with their with their personnel. Indianapolis was down big, and they almost came back and won that game. Does anyone remember that? In the in, they that went to overtime. They were down by like three touchdowns. This defense gets complacent. I again. I'm not saying the Cardinals are going to win this game. I know they've got a ton of injuries, but the NFL, the margin for error is so small. And I I think the Cardinals have really comparable talent to the LA Rams, just at different spots, right? I think both of them have good receiving course. I actually think the Cardinals offensive line is better. And I think the Cardinals have, you know, a really good coaching staff, just like the LA Rams. So people are saying like rose colored glasses, Johnny. I I don't know, man. Like if they're playing the Niners without James Conner this weekend, I'd be like, yeah, I think they're, they're they're in a tough spot. Niners have no weaknesses. The Rams. But you can admit this, right? You can admit this. If you don't show up to play, if you turn the ball over three more times, you're going to get your ass kicked. But we said that every week. We said that last week. Go look at the, check the tape. Every day on this podcast, I said, this team has to win a specific style. And if they turn the ball over, they will lose. And it will get ugly. What happened? They were winning by four. It was 14 to 10. They were going to go into halftime with the lead against Cincinnati. And then Dobbs threw a bad pass, or Zach Pascal interrupted the pass, and that changed the game. And then your left tackle was a liability, and Josh Dobbs could never get comfortable. That could happen against anybody. That could have happened against Dallas and Micah Parsons. But if they don't turn the ball over, which they didn't do for the three games prior, if they don't turn the ball over against the Rams, it will be a one-possession game in the fourth quarter. 
<laughs> Mikey Desert Cardinal. Rose colored shady rays. Yeah, that uh, those premium pro- polarized shady rays, rose colored glasses. Can't beat those. Yeah, I love them, Johnny. Keep them on. What well, listen, I I think this team made some mistakes in the offseason that cost them some wins. But I'm never gonna say like they make mistake. It's a rebuild. No, they made some it's mistakes. It's a rebuild. They're not they're not saying, hey, this guy is gonna get it. This is the running, this is the backup running back. This is the depths we need that's gonna get us that dub. This is gonna put us over the hump. Like, no, the the focus this this offseason was tearing this roster down. Getting rid of you're tearing you know, future, down my confidence right future, now. Future, no, look, it it can be look. Jonathan Gannon and the players in that locker room, they've got they've got a different thing uh, mindset than what Monty Osford had, you know, this offseason where he took over an absolute just dumpster fire of a roster and organization. Yeah, I mean, he had to get in there and really had to get his hands dirty and just cleaning up this mess. And sometimes you can't address all your issues, all your needs. And you can barely do that when when it's you you're going into year two like he's going to have a problem addressing everything from year one to year two this offseason it's I, I just think that you know you can you can figure things out you like he he hit in the draft he, he he accumulated assets future assets and he made way for future draft or future salary cap space that's what he did all the well trying to figure out players that fit in the scheme with Jonathan Gannon and his coordinators and like sometimes you just can't go out there and find a backup running back that you know you can rely upon or a backup to the backup offensive tackle that people were claiming about. Why did you trade Josh Jones? Like you don't need an umbrella for your umbrella, like a backup umbrella. Like that's that's you're over prepared for a rainy day. Like I just think it's unrealistic to think about some of these things that Monty Osfort that you want to task him with or you want to crush him about. Uh, I didn't crush anybody. You didn't crush anybody. I'm crushing you on the show every day. Steven in the chat, I, I wish this read differently. He goes, cards win if LA loses it. I'm sure he means if the LA Rams turn the ball over. I wish this just said, cards will win if the LA Rams lose. And I agree with that. They will win if the Rams lose the game. Uh, you, No one can sit here and tell me that they like Stafford is above having like a just a random two to three interception game. Yeah, five like, picks this season. Yeah, he Doesn't definitely can do football. that. Yeah. yeah. Cards. Cardinals are going to be in this game like they've been in. They've been in every game this year. They've not had a stinker from you know sun up to sundown all four quarters. But it is a stinker now. We have no Fourth James. Fourth quarter's Carter. been a stinker this season for this team. Well, I think they just they run out of gas because their personnel is not great. Like I think that that's what happens. They need to be. They need to play a very specific style of ball, and that cannot mean trying to come back from double digit deficit. That's that's tough. They need to have a lead. And then set their pass rushers up to you know to rush on obvious passing downs. Um, we're going to talk about practice, what's going on with the practice squad, and more on James Conner. But first, I want to tell you guys about my fave spot. It's Circle K. Join the inner circle, would you? It's America's thirst stop. Free membership program. Hello, I love free, and I also love saving money. Save twenty five cents per gallon your first five fill-ups after the show today i'm stopping off at circle k not only for premium gas at not a premium price how about this pizza coffee ice cold fountain drinks right like their pizza is so good like i don't i don't love pizza like weekly but my son my kids love it i go i get that inner circle circle k pizza baby it's fantastic gabagool what do you know about it join the inner circle for free by downloading the circle k app today Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for more details. And again, I want to tell everybody, Circle K, Polar Pop, you can't go wrong on a football Sunday. 
No, you can't. It's a it's a great tag team duo. So is Circle K, and then hitting up the OGs, your multi flavor bag, whatever tickles your fancy that day. Could it be a fruit? Could it be a cream? Well, just find out. Just dip your hand into your hundred milligram bag and figure out, you know, what little treat you have on the opposite end of it. It's four hundred twenty times easier to figure out, you know, what your favorite gummy is with OGs. You get the fruits in your creams, and you can find out if red apple beats blackberries and cream, or you just like best of both worlds. You can get it with OGs. Hall of Fame flavors. You can find them in most of your dispensaries all around the Valley of the Sun. Check out their full product line, ogsbrands.com, O-G-E-E-Z brands.com, and follow them on your socials as well. Check them out. Cross those socials online at ogsbrands.com. Find them in your local dispensary. you got to be 21 years or older to enjoy. OGs, you love to see that. Don't love to see the injury report for the Arizona Cardinals ahead of the L.A. Rams now. Now, Bo Brock, we talked about it. So the Cardinals lose James Conner. He's out unequivocally. They re-signed Quavian White to the practice Quavian squad. Quavian White, yeah. Quavian White, yep. That's me crushing the names again. And released <laughs> linebacker Davion Taylor. Do you take it as no moves, good, good news in the secondary as it, excuse me, relates to Jalen Thompson at the safety position? Yeah, I mean, Jalen Thompson is is a wait and see, right, for tomorrow's practice. Is he going to be out there? You know, what's the extent of the injury that he's dealing with? Um, And then you've got Garrett Williams, who I guess Jonathan Gannon said they're going to ramp up this week and hopefully get him a chance to be activated onto the roster and and hopefully out there helping out his his struggling defensive secondary against a potent passing attack in the Los Angeles Rams. So, you know, you... If you can get JT back, you're a week away from Buda Baker being back. If you're listening to Greg Dortch talk today on the All Purpose Podcast, I mean, Buda Baker really feels like he's chomping at the bit to get out there. He's not eligible to come off IR until next Monday, but it seems like it should be pretty close. I mean, just watching, seeing Buda Baker around the facility seems like he should be pretty good to go with that hamstring. Uh, that gives you a big boost too. But, you know, if – they need to keep their head above water here this week. And, and Jalen Thompson, his availability uh, is, would be a big part of that. Well, we talked about it last week. Like Garrett Williams was working out with the safeties. But I, I think that's not a luxury the Cardinals can have. Like I, you need him to play cornerback for you. Your corners are not good enough to have him play safety. I, I think if Jalen Thompson can't go, I think you're better off keeping Garrett Williams a corner going cave on and a couple of these practice squad level guys that they've elevated because they've been practicing a corner or at safety. And then just like Garrett Williams say, I'm going to do my best to, to cover the, the twos and threes at wide receiver for the LA Rams. You can throw them in there at this point. What do you have to lose? Like I like Marco Wilson as a person, super nice guy. And I thought he was a player on the rise. I think his time is dwindling as a part of the member of the secondary. I mean, he, he just, you're just getting nothing from that position right now with number 20 he's not batting passes down he's not jumping routes and i get it like a big product of that is cardinals defensive line is not disruptive and i think if you're jonathan gannon this week and you're in that film study and you bet your ass is what they're coaching toward nick rallis and company our secondary needs our help we we can't cover a nosebleed right now we need to get after matthew stafford who cannot move who supposedly was being talked about is traded away for the la rams they're, they're trying to get off of that contract he's a statue you got to get his ass on the ground. You got to make him uncomfortable. Like we thought they were going to do with, you know, Joe Burrow this past week. He's out there running around like he looks fantastic. And then the week before Brock Purdy, nobody touched him. Yeah. This week to me, 
You want to remedy a secondary right now that's just not very good because you're missing your top two safeties and your cornerback group is undermanned. I, I go up to everybody on that defensive line. Hey, Zayvon Collins, you want your fifth-year option picked up? Light his ass up this weekend. Hey, P.J. Ojolari, why don't you do something this year? Dennis Gardeck, get us another sack. We need some pressures. The edge rushers, to me, that's my microscope for this week for this game. The edge rushers have to get after Matthew Stafford to make him uncomfortable. I have watched so many Matthew Stafford games in my life where it's like there are open receivers, but he's been so rattled by the pressure, he's putting balls in the dirt. He's putting balls in the turf. That's the car, That's got to be the game plan this week. Yeah, I mean, it's easier said than done. I mean, you, you do have to dial up pressure, and you hope that they're able to get it. I mean, they've got really only one offensive lineman and, and they, that they just drafted, and Steve Avila, who we both liked out of TCU. Play. Play, plays interior, right? I mean, outside of that, you know, maybe you can get more pressure off the edges uh, against this this Rams offensive line, you've got to have it. I mean, the only way that you're really going to be able to help a pedestrian, a below average secondary, that's what they're playing like is, is to get some pressure up front. That That's the only way it's coming. So we can say it until we're blue in the face, get pressure, make Matthew Stafford uh, uncomfortable. But, and even with that, even if you dial up the pressure perfectly, they're still going to make their plays, but you gotta, you gotta, Increase his ints from five to you know anywhere from five you know five right now to six to seven. Maybe get your hands on two balls this week and and really put them on the turf when you get the opportunity. I mean, I know that's so it's simple. I mean that that's probably every defensive no, coordinator's I, message. Not, the Cardinals' pass rush has been lacking really since the Commanders game. I mean that Commanders game they look like uh, you know a fortified front that was yeah. going to get after people all year. They lost some people on the defensive line. It's time for other people to step up. Like Brett Jones says in the chat, I agree with this. If you light Stafford up on the first two drives, you got a chance. You cannot let him, like Joe Burrow and Brock Purdy, the minute they stepped onto the field against the Cardinal defense, fell to D's. You might as well just like wrap the blanket around them. They were so effing comfortable all game. Like you can't let that happen. If you send some people and get home early, Stafford will not rally in the second half. He'll look mid the entire game. But if you let Brock Purdy and Joe Burrow and Matthew Stafford sit back in the pocket and complete fucking 80% of their throws all game, that they're not going to feel distressed at any point. They're not going to force a mistake. Like yeah. Brock Purdy was never close to feeling uncomfortable in that game. And Joe Burrow, for the most part, felt like I've got all the time in the world. I'm fine. Brock, Brock Purdy and, and Joe Burrow, you got to put those tapes on and say, hey, guys, we got to be better than this. This is not oh. good enough from a pass rush. Yeah. I mean, there was a point in the in the early in that game where Joe Burrow was seven for seven, and that was just off a of twenty-one. That's for, unacceptable. Twenty for twenty-one performance from Brock Purdy. It was just it was target practice out there. But when you look at how the where the Rams struggled, and I know it's it's Tuesday, and we're already starting to get into the weeds as far as this game goes. Got a lot of time to do it, but uh, you know, against Cincinnati and against San Francisco, two picks in each of those games. I mean, you, you turn the ball over, it's just. You force turnovers from Stafford, and that's the recipe for, for success for any team playing the Rams this this season and in previous seasons. I mean, you for, you get him to make some bad throws, which he's been doing his entire career. But if he has those days where he takes good care of the football, like he did against, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know Philly or what he's done with against the Cardinals, he's had some get right games outside of the one in Week Four in twenty twenty one where it was a battle of unbeaten teams and they went and beat the Rams' ass. It was because the they forced a turnover, right? So you, you have to force the issue. You have to make 
Matthew Stafford, he's, he's one of those guys that you can make look very pedestrian by just ratcheting up the, pr- the pressure and, and getting to him. Big player that we thought was going to be a big player last week. Keetrell Clark, Joel, not $1.99 Super Chat. Thank you so much, Joel. Bo, did anyone ask uh, Gannon and company this yeah. week why Keetrell Clark saw limited snaps? I haven't heard an answer to this, Joel. No, so he was asked about it on Monday, and he really he did not entertain it. Uh, he really didn't even answer the question like that was asked. I mean, he basically just said they – they like Keytrail Clark. They see him as a guy that's going to play a lot of, I think what he said, he's going to play a lot of big downs for this team going forward. So, you know. You think it was disciplinary? I don't, I don't know. I mean, there there hasn't been anything that was, that's been confirmed that, and that haven't seen any reports that it was disciplinary. Uh, it's just really a strange, strange situation where you saw Keytrail Clark play, you know, close to, if not 100% of the snaps, almost every game, weeks one through four, and then in week five, start the game on the bench and then play, what, just 40 snaps overall, 49% of the snaps. Uh, really strange, strange situation. Now, we could potentially talk to Keytrail in the locker room in the next couple of days and maybe see if he'll give us any insight. But so far, no insight from JG. Yeah, it's frustrating because, again, I, I some people are pushing back on this. I don't know how you can. Like, Keytrail Clark's been a better player this year than Marco Wilson. And Antonio Hamilton, I, I thought, was pretty vanilla and pretty average when he got opportunities this past weekend. Like, Keytrail Clark may miss, you know, a, a time or two, but he battles out there. It feels like he's closer to making plays against the CeeDee Lambs of the world than, than Marco Wilson is. He's like three or five steps behind every completion they're playing so off. So, plus, I also think Keytrail is a better tackler. I, I hope he's back in the lineup. They need him this week. Cardinals are going to be they're in a tough spot. Uh, we're going to talk more about that. Uh, as well as a, a quick plug with our guy, Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy back in the news cycle today. <laughs> Happy for Colt. Happy for us because we get to partner with our friends at FOCO. FOCO right now, one of the leading manufacturers of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. We can hook you up. They've got phenomenal stuff right now. Perfect time. Cardinal season, Coyotes, Suns, Diamondbacks, all interweaving together. At FOCO.com, we're going to get you 15% off all non-presale items. www.foco.com. All you got to use the bonus code PHNX. And again, they've donated some stuff to this. This JJ Watt bobblehead, I bought it with my own two cents. It's fantastic, but they got more. Baseball season right now, October baseball is in full swing. How about some straw hats, some polos, some bags, everything you need for Diamondback postseason football, Arizona Cardinal regular season football. I got the K1 bobblehead. Paris Johnson Jr. draft night bobblehead. They are my go-to for anything Arizona Cardinal novelty items. You know, I decorate my, my home with it. It's all over the place because FOCO, again, leading manufacturer of sports merchandise. Can't find anywhere else. PHNX 10% off, Bo. The best spot to watch this Sunday's game is with us, the BetMGM Sportsbook in Glendale, right there on the Great Lawn. I haven't seen enough of you guys out there yet come hang we're we're literally just watching the game eating great food drinking delicious four peaks beer off the off the draft there at four at at bet mgm come join us i mean beers on johnny and myself especially if we're your phnx locker gear you can find stuff like the bird gang till i die or the bird gang t-shirt that johnny has on right now the phnx locker.com that greg dorch t-shirts there too the new release the dorch t-shirt phnxlocker.com go there find details as well 
how you can become a diehard. Become a diehard. You can get that T-shirt for free. You can get this T-shirt for free. Make it your free T-shirt for the year by becoming a diehard. Go phnx.com. Great stuff by all of our writers on the website as well. Hockey season, drop the puck today. Coyotes drop theirs soon. You got the Suns preseason in full swing. And then you got, of course, Diamondbacks in the playoffs about to punch their ticket to the NLCS. Jesse Freeman's keeping you up to date with all the insight that you're not finding anywhere else. He had a little nugget about Evan Longoria and how this could be his last year. I haven't seen that anywhere else, but our guy, Jesse Freeman, who's dialed in to the D-backs, can find all that. Go phnx.com. Little Colt 45 here uh, <laughs> at the end of the show. Field the eights. Uh, Vikings worked out a group of players today, eight, uh, notably veteran Colt McCoy. You told me something funny off air. What, like, how could the, the Minnesota Vikings, after what they watched during the joint practices this preseason, this summer, with Colt McCoy, then opt to potentially sign him? And my only rationale is Vikings, like the Cardinals, one and four, different expectations this year. Justin Jefferson just got placed on IR. The team looks like they're going nowhere fast. Are the Vikings tempted to bring in Colt McCoy to complete what a lot of people thought was the tank that is in Minnesota for one Caleb Williams? You put your tinfoil hat on, Johnny Tinfoil. Colt McCoy in Minnesota completes the cycle of tanking for Caleb Williams, (laughs) not for the Cardinals. There it is for the Minnesota Vikings. So let it be done. So let it be written. Colt McCoy, Colt 45, Minnesota. I'd love to see that. Colt McCoy just comes in like Shane Falco from the, in the replacements, but instead to win the game, he's like, I heard somebody needed a tank job finished. I Here I am, baby. I mean, anybody in Minnesota that was at those joint practices, they looked at that and said, this is not winning football being played at the quarterback position. And, you know, the Cardinals said that and said, hey, we got to get better. And the Vikings now at one and four like, all right, let's get Colt in here. What let's if they finish traded the job. Their cousins and Colt was just we're just gonna start Colt the rest of the year. They got their on the Jets. Maybe. What if what if what if they say, hey, who needs a quarterback for the stretch run? Some of these teams' quarterbacks are terrible and they're they're viable. What if like Pittsburgh needed Kirk Cousins to come in and, and you know get their offense going? And you dangle Kirk Cousins out there and then Colt McCoy just slides right. Hey guys, who needs <laughs> me to complete the season, complete the tank? <sighs> I'll get you, Caleb Williams. I'll, I'll get you that top spot. Let's go, Skull. Let's do it, Skull. <laughs> Skull McCoy. Let's get him in there. They, they they need a shirt of him pointing. Point us to the to the first pick in the draft, Colt. Give us a point to Caleb Williams, baby. Hey, we're bringing in this guy. Uh, just full disclosure: he every third practice, he can't throw. Is that is that good for the quarterback position? Yeah, he's had a perfect. lot of time off. I mean. He, He's doing some some third party, you know, marketing consultants. It's that's cool and doing some gambling stuff. He wants to play though. You had that thing from Colin Coward the other day. It's like he's trying he's trying to play this year. I I mean I I think he's trying to get anything beyond like a practice squad. Like you saw what the Jets did. They signed Trevor Simeon and they're like, okay, we'll put you on a practice squad. I'm sure his agent feels that call from the Jets. Like, yeah, he'll come in and compete, but Gonna throw him on the practice squad. He's gonna make seventeen thousand dollars a week. I, I don't think he's in for that at this stage. I feel career. like if they're if they're bringing in Colt McCoy for a workout, at minimum, he's part of fifty three man roster. Like I, they saw all those mid round flunkies that they tried to replace Kirk Cousins <laughs> with. None of those guys worked out. You know who I'm talking about. And and I don't know. Something tells me Kirk Cousins, man, with every loss that they have, 
could they ship him out of town and could, could Colt McCoy start games? I will predict right now if Colt McCoy signs with them, he will at least start a game for them this season. At some point, he will start a game for the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, oh man, I mean, that that would be the most egregious tank job. I mean, people were pointing at the Cardinals and they've been proven wrong as far as the decisions that they made were to upgrade the roster, not downgrade it, right? I mean, as far as like the Simmons move and, and the, the Dobbs in place of McCoy, that, I mean, to just say, yeah, we're moving off a guy that we've paid a ton of guaranteed millions of dollars in Kirk Cousins and he was supposed to be the face of our franchise and they got to get us, you know, back to the postseason and, and you know, continue to trend upward and then just pull the ripcord like less than a season later and ship him out of town and then replace him with Colt McCoy, who was, who was dropped by what was the consensus bottom feeder of the NFL. I don't know. I didn't, nobody can spend that. Well, I, I love this comment, Arizona animal. I disagree. Breaking news. Caleb doesn't want to play in Minnesota. I think Caleb would love to play Justin Jefferson in a dome yeah. the vikings had the number one player Facility. association set up in the nfl yeah. like i i think he he would be open to playing in minnesota offensive coach if if they had any sense in minnesota and i get like the nfc is terrible that division outside of detroit is bad they're probably thinking they're going to be viable not without justin jefferson i i think if you were looking to move off kirk cousins at the end of the year and you're you're talking about bringing in colt mccoy to me, that that says everything about okay, like let's let's see how we can get to the finish line here and get us a Drake May or Caleb Williams. I well, every year there's a team that we don't talk about that is worse than perceived, that wins less. Like Cardinals were projecting win nine games last year. They had a top three pick. Are the Vikings that this year where they had they won so many one possession games that they're going to end up? We look at the draft order at the end of the year. Cardinals are picking in the top ten. They're they're the Vikings. Right there, because don't don't kid yourself, Bo. They play the Chicago Bears twice. Mm-hmm. I don't think they played yet. You think they want Caleb Williams against them? Yeah, while they're you know nursing an old Kirk Cousins, the the Detroit Lions are a juggernaut. You know, Packers well run. There are so know. many comps of the 2022 Minnesota Vikings to the 2021 Arizona Cardinals, who were deemed like the most fraudulent team of 2021. Yeah. And, and same thing went for the Vikings because of how they were able to be so successful in, in you know, what one score games it, it, and then to see their downfall, you know, a season later, it's, it's, it, it's very similar. It's, it's eerie how similar it is. It's, how's Byron Murphy playing up there, by the way, how's this uh, not great. Looking? He wanted to go to a winner. He did not. Uh, Zach Allen, least got his bag by 20 for 23 for 29 when targeted 280 yards he's given up three touchdowns quarterbacks throwing his way 141 quarterback rating not not great bob um (laughs) cardinals supposedly offered him last offseason i wonder if he'd entertain coming back they wanted to maybe murph yeah i mean when free agency opened he threw a party he was excited to hit the free agent market. So I don't I don't think he really wanted to come back. When people like Viking fans were like, we're getting a number one corner. Mm-hmm. Like they got spreads. He says the tape is worse than the numbers. Oh, yeah. Every time I've seen him on like red zone, he's always getting beat. It's it's too bad too, because that I mean that second round where he got taken 33rd overall, he's a nice player. 
Cardinals just butchered that second round with time. <laughs> there were so many elite players, AJ Brown and Debo Samuel and DK Metcalf and Kimes like, now we're going to take the local product who's just an average corner and then we're going to double down with Andy Isabella. Uh topic 64 front of the program at 9.99. Can we get some cards fans to travel? I felt lonely at San Fran. How about this topic 64? Traveling with the team or for the team I should say. I felt lonely at San Fran. I'm probably going to be lonely in LA. And crazy thing is that our home games are full of the other team's fans. Please help. I mean, I love you, Topic 64. It feels like the only way that's going to change, you get some dubs. And, I, you know, L.A., their fan base is, is really kind of hit or miss, too. Like, I think there'll be some Cardinal fans there. You know, our guys at Bergen Travel, they'll, they'll probably be out in L.A. You know, there'll, there'll be some Cardinal fans there. But, I mean, for State Farm Stadium, you know, my wife and my son, my son went to his first Cardinal game over the weekend. They said it was probably 70-30 Cardinal fans to Bengal yeah. fans. Would you say that, Bo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was definitely an upgrade over the previous two weeks to that, like the home games with Dallas and, and the Giants. I mean, because it was it was overwhelming. You got to win. You got to win games, and you got to get people fired up about going to games. Like I was at the Green Bay Packer game on Thursday night when the Cardinals were undefeated, playing Aaron Rodgers. They lost that game with the AJ Green not turning around, but that place was probably seventy thirty Cardinal fans. But that place was sold out. It was packed. It was loud. Like. It's the environment you want to have. Yeah. 20, you know, 2008, 2009 Super Bowl run. Mostly Cardinal fans, not Eagle fans. I mean, Cardinal fans have been scorned not only by losing football at home, Bo, but losing football, period. Like, you, this team turns it around. We talk about it, the star power. You got some star players on the verge of returning for this team. Your best two players could conceivably come back at any point. That'll get people at State Farm Stadium, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just winning football games, you know, and and we we saw it. I, th- I think there was obviously they fell short of expectations and beating a, a slumping Bengals team that would have gone a long way. And now they got to rebuild, you know, that that confidence, right? It's like one step forward, two steps back, and that's going to be continue to be at least throughout this season until they start to kind of cook with some some gas here in the off season as far as putting talent on this roster. You know, the, the only way you're going to do that is continue to put forth competitive efforts, win some games you shouldn't, which is any game at this point. And, you know, I think people be encouraged, continue to be encouraged by this coaching staff and how hard these guys are playing. Bo Peterson, 499. Thank you so much, Bo. Uh, what's our biggest area to improve in the draft aside from quarterback, which we'll have back eventually? Uh, great question. I mean, I would say we, we covered it. We got our uh, draft. Uh, first draft podcast coming out on Thursday. I mean, I again, I think it's defensive tackle. I mean, that's not if if Dante Stills proves to be a diamond in the rough, like I'll happily be incorrect. Even with the struggles at cornerback, I I think it's three five technique defensive tackle up the middle of this defense. With, with the coaching staff, the defensive staff wanting five guys in that rotation, right? That defensive tackle rotation from your your DT to your ends. And a three four, you how many guys could you consider right now starting quality or or rotational quality? I Two. think Stills is showing that he could be a part of it going forward, right? Not a star, yeah, fringe starter, but like if you add a guy like Jerzon Newton from Illinois immediately, he, he's a starter, right? He's a guy that you can put in there, and it it's, it starts to look better. You you get a guy off the free agent market. And, and you've got now three of your five that are, you know, anywhere from starter quality to rotational quality. And that's all you need with Jonathan Gannon and Nick yeah. Rollis, I think. 
I think you sign one in free agency and you add at least one to two in the draft. Um, you, and you've, you've talked about this, Bo. It's like they just need bodies, rotation, guys yep. that can play 60% of the snap, get them in, get them out, keep them fresh, right? Flood that position this offseason. And I think number two to that is, pro- is probably cornerback. Uh, Force 33, 499, Super Chat. Thank you so much. Why haven't they gone after any of the available running backs like Fournette? Ronald Jones second, James Robinson, et cetera. I mean, you're preaching the choir. This is what I'd be doing. I know people are saying, what do you have left in the tank? Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Leonard Fournette would be an upgrade. Ronald Jones Jr. would be an upgrade. No, James he wouldn't. Con- James Robinson went to my alma mater. Don't you dare talk about uh, a fellow Redbird like that. He would be an upgrade. I think what, what's the harm in working them out and seeing what they got? Now, they might be asking for too much money, but it's like, you either want to play or you want to sit out this year. I, I, I'm I with you 100%. I think that that's, that's the avenue they should be taking right now. Rojo is not an upgrade over anybody. How many teams has he been released so far in his young NFL career? That experience. Like, oh, no, great. Washed. He was washed early in his career. James Robinson. Yeah, your alma mater. I'm sorry. Washed already. I mean, he didn't have a lot of margin for error. Just, I hate you. Not. You're the worst person. And, and then Fournette, I mean, there is a ton of mileage on that, and I don't know what's going. On. I don't, I don't know if you know with with what you have to go way back to Monty Austin original press conference, introductory press, right? It's a, it's not a me team. It's, it's a team that is egoless, and I don't know if playoff Lenny and Super Bowl Lenny fits Lenny, that. Lenny's not a, Lenny's not a good hang. This reason why they didn't go after Cream Hunt too. They, they were worried about you know the impact on the locker room. I'm worried about the impact on Sundays with uh, no running game. We're going to see, though. Again, like, I'm willing to be surprised if they go out and they, this run game doesn't miss a beat against L.A. and uh, the Seattle Seahawks. I'm going to tell you right now, though, Josh Dobbs can can sneak on, on fourth and short. James Conner was effective in short yardage. You better have a short yardage solution. This is not disrespect to K1 when Kyler Murray comes back. The tush push does not work with Kyler Murray. Right. Put him on his center like the Bears did with Cole Komet. Oh, gee, that I think that's that. <laughs> what? I, I mean, think you're already that. you're already so telegraphing what you're doing with the brotherly shove, the tush push, getting your guy in his center. Why not just put a big body guy like Trey McBride take the or snap, you bring Dobbs back in, and have Dobbs do it. Whatever, I don't care. Just do just just be as transparent as as you can be. Uh, Brett Jones, you tell Fournette North and South, and we will help you retire. Uh, I I would love to see Leonard Fournette uh, be a part of this football team. It ain't going to happen. I selfishly would love that. I think people would come to State Farm Stadium and watch playoff Lenny play football. I think you're foolish if you don't think that. Is it just, is it you and Brett? Are you guys the two guys? <laughs> you're the worst. You guys are all the best. Like and subscribe. Again, apologies with uh, the uh, miscommunication with our guy, Baldy. He will be back on the show in the near future. We've got a Baldy breakdown coming out. So, Be sure to subscribe to PHNX Sports here on the YouTube. Again, draft show coming out Thursday. Then, of course, our regular Wednesday show, Minyana. Bo Brock's going to be back at practice, seeing who's practicing. Maybe we'll get good news on Kyler Murray, Jalen Thompson, as you mentioned with Greg Dorch today, Buda Baker right around the corner. So Cardinals, can they just hang on for another couple of days, another week or so, and it feels like reinforcements. The Calvary is coming. Garrett Williams also back on the practice field as well. What are you laughing at? I uh, just a couple of the chats. No, no, no big deal. People continue to crush it. If you missed all purpose today with Greg Dorch, check it out. Subscribe to it wherever you find your podcast. Leave a five-star rating. Leave a review, but also like the video. It's out there. Greg, some great information. How the Cardinals are working to turn it around. How they're going to, in the face of adversity with 
without K1, without James Conner, without Buda Baker, with 10 players on some sort of injury list, how they're going to overcome it, right this ship, get back into the women column. You can find out with Greg Dorch on the All Purpose Podcast. It's going to do it for Johnny and myself. Look for that baldy breakdown. It's coming your way. You weren't completely robbed by me and my <laughs> negligence of baldy today. It's going to be coming your way shortly. We'll have that up for you. But have a great rest of your Tuesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow.